It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think any of us ever expect progress to be linear, but this weekend felt like a hard dose of the ground, of reality, whatever you want to call it. It was a rough weekend for the Orlando Magic. Really, really rough. Let's get to it on today's Monday edition of Locked On Magic. On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 7th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics in blowout fashion in a way that the Magic have done a very good job for a team with their record of avoiding doing. Um, it felt like a weekend of regression. We'll talk a little bit about the ways the Magic struggled this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about the ways the Grizzlies showed the Magic a, a different way, perhaps, to rebuild or a different way to carry themselves, which is Maybe something this team needs to learn. And then, of course, we'll go through the final box score of Orlando's Sunday loss to the Boston Celtics. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, we do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you listen to us right when we upload, whether you listen to us um, on your way to work, on your way home from work, at break, at lunch, at workouts, whenever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day and adding this to your Magic repertoire. I know there's a, there's a lot going on uh, with the Orlando Magic, and we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. You Remember, you can download us wherever you download podcasts, as well as stream us on YouTube, and definitely, 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 definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, because this Thursday at 7 o'clock, I, along with the five Magic blogging families, or podcasting families, I guess, um, we will be having a big Magic Roundtable recapping 
everything that happened at the NBA trade deadline, everything that didn't happen at the NBA trade deadline as well. So this Thursday at 7 o'clock, it will be a live show, so you'll be able to interact with us live as well. So definitely, 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 definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can know and turn those alerts on so you know exactly when we go live. I'll also post the link at philiprr underscore omd. Today's podcast also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Progress is not linear. I, I, I just want to throw that out there. there. There's always starts and stops. There's always two steps forward, another step back. There's always learning and, and developing and growing going on. Um, this year has honestly shown that as much as anything. As much as Orlando has had some like really good brief moments of, of solid play and this last few weeks have been probably the most consistent, there's been always something to knock them back down a peg, whether it's an injury that causes them to have to adjust, whether it's going through a cold stretch, whether it's a, a rough stretch of opponents, which you know certainly this weekend were, were two very good opponents. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take away anything from what the Memphis Grizzlies and Boston Celtics have done. The Grizzlies and Celtics are two of the best teams in the league right now, or certainly playing like two of the best teams in the league. It would have been tough for the Magic to win either of these games. And honestly, you know, yes, the Magic have gone one of four of six and 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 they played really, really well. Losing these two games would have been no shame. What bothers me, what bothers me about how the Magic played this weekend, I'm sure what bothers them, what bothers the coaching staff, is just how easily they got beat. I've talked over the last few weeks about, about how the Magic were no longer making bad team mistakes. They were making young team mistakes. And that, that, you could live with those. This was a return to those bad team mistakes. This was a return to a level of play that I believe, and I'm evaluating this team, as being done with. The Magic are no longer a team that gets blown out by 30. And like I say, I say this all the time on the podcast because I've covered a lot of 30-point losses. 30-point losses, 30-point games are less about the winning team and more about the losing team. Because these are all NBA NBA players. These are all NBA guys. To be down by 30 points means the losing team is doing something egregiously wrong. It is very, very rare that a team plays remotely well and gets beat up the way the Magic got beat up this weekend. We've The team has talked endlessly about how each game is a is a learning lesson, is a moment to take a lesson, to gain something from the game and, and get better and improve that way. That's, you know, frankly, probably a little bit of talk for a, a group that understands that understands there's not going to be a lot of wins and they got to find success elsewhere and, and be part of building that process. And it's, again, it's something they talked about even Friday after practice that yes, they're experiencing some success. And yes, they know they're 11 and 41 at the time. Um, but it, 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 it's about the process. It's about understanding if we do these things right, right over a longer course of time, we will end up where we want to be and end up winning basketball games and end up competing and playing for a playoff spot. It's, it's, it's all tied together in that way. This weekend, these two games, uh, a 135-115 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday and then a, a, a even bigger loss on Sunday against the Celtics. Let me get the final score because I don't have that one memorized. Um, a 116-83 loss to the Celtics on Sunday 
there is nothing to gain from these games. There's nothing positive. Honestly, the only thing that I saw positive out of these games was, you know, Admiral Schofield knows what he's doing. You could plop him into a, into a game and, and he'll at least do something positive, um, which, you know, for two-way players at this point with the, with the way Magic have used their two-way contracts feels like a, a win, I guess. I don't know. Um, Schofield's had, had a good run and has had some good run in Lakeland when he's played there, and I think he's played well when he gets there. But we're not – I mean – I, I, I'll talk about Admiral Schofield if you want me to, but those aren't the important players. Um, you know, maybe maybe we could say Jalen Suggs was doing a good job getting to the basket and, and getting the foul line, especially in Sunday's game. Um, I, I would not say that Jalen Suggs played well this weekend, though, if, 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 that's, if that's the direction we want to take it. Um, this was bad. This was just bad basketball. The Grizzlies took it to Orlando. They 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 pounded they pounded them and embarrassed them, as, as even Cole Anthony would say after Saturday's game. And the Celtics just did it to them again, again and again and again. And it was just about the mistakes the Magic cannot make. In both games, they gave up 16 offensive rebounds, and in both games, they got outworked. Look, we know the Magic have a talent deficit. We know the Magic don't have the horses necessarily don't have the ability to compete with elite teams playing their best right now. And that's fine. We can live with that. We understand that that is part of this season, but they cannot get outworked by these teams. If they want any chance to win any game, they cannot get beat to loose balls as consistently as they are. They cannot be as loose with their box out responsibilities. They can't be as loose defensively as they were in both of these games. The Magic's defense was top 10 in the league in January, giving up 107-plus points per 100 possessions. It's really good defense. Just by the numbers, it's a really good defense. And, yeah, okay, we expected that to come back to earth a little bit. Um, but the team has given up 120 points per 100 possessions and, and just in February and, and the four games in February and just not looking engaged at all. So it's a complete flip. And, again, that is unacceptable. That is not who this team is. That is not who this team can be. That is not who this team should be. And so what we saw this weekend was a setback, a major setback, a major disappointing setback. And again, the losses aren't what hurt. The Magic losing to the Grizzlies, the Magic losing to a Celtics team that's given them fits all season long um, with that switching defense, that doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Uh, and maybe it should. Maybe that's part of the problem with the franchises right now. Losses, wins and losses aren't the goal. But that doesn't bother me because that's not what the, this season's about. This season's about growth and development. You can't grow and develop losing by 30. And the way the Magic played through the latter half of January, the way the Magic have been playing, suggested that they were moving beyond that stage. Suggested they were moving to a point where we could say, okay, you're no longer this developing, you know, kind of older team, this developing younger team. This this team just doesn't have the talent to compete. Now we know you can compete. Now we know you can do these things to win. You understand, you've seen, you've felt what it takes to win in this league and what it takes to win as a team. But this weekend was a setback. This weekend, the team reverted back to where they were in November and December. And of course, this season is about progress. It's about getting better as the season goes on. It's about learning things and, and, and improving and getting closer and closer and closer to where the team wants to ultimately be. 
This weekend needs to be a blip on that radar. This weekend, these types of games cannot happen again. And everyone talks about how this team is tied together, how close they've all been, how they've stuck with things as they've gone through these losses and played hard. I mean, again, I I made the joke in the fourth quarter when the Magic were down by 30 to Memphis. It's like, okay, here's the part where the Magic bring it back down to 15 in the fourth quarter in game that's ultimately over. And, you know, I agree with the criticism that that's not a victory, but it's still something. This team didn't fight in either game. Things got worse in the fourth quarter in both games, to be perfectly honest, at least while the important players were in. I've been I've been amazed at how this team hasn't fractured as much as they have, but this weekend cannot become regular. This weekend needs to be left in this weekend, and the Magic need to start getting back on the horse and back making the kind of progress we know they're capable of. And of course, the trade deadline will present some challenges and present some changes, but these 30-point losses, these lackadaisical efforts, these, these games where the Magic just don't play at all like the way they want to play, it's inexcusable. And we're past the point of excusing, of giving it any credence or giving it any excuse. The Magic are a whole lot better than this, and they need to play like it. We'll talk a little bit about the way the Grizzlies carried themselves and maybe showed the Magic a way to become that team coming up here in just a moment. But first, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. I'm trying. I'm really trying, but there's just so much going on. All-Star break is probably a good time to kind of reset the battery a little bit and get back into it. But this year, I'm going to stick to my resolution. I'm going to eat right, and that's thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I honestly enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are fan favorites with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro. We love our churros here in Central Florida. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good, and they're going to be your new favorite too. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included 100% real chocolate, so you get that savory chocolate taste in your diet because we all know we want it. I definitely crave chocolate uh, at the worst times too. Low calorie, high protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macro start. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually double of all that, if not more. They've got great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, White chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen or part of your day every day. The NBA trade deadline is this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. And don't forget to do that too with Locked On Magic. We'll be going live with a Magic-specific discussion of the trade deadline and what happens next for the Orlando Magic at 7 p.m. That will be on the Locked On Magic YouTube channel. We are gathering the five blogging families to discuss the Orlando Magic at the trade deadline. The Memphis Grizzlies are really good. They're really fun. Uh, Again, like, I know I said this earlier. I'll say it again. I don't care that the Magic lost to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics. Um, I expected them to. Um, You know, yeah, Orlando took advantage of a little bit of a weak spot in their schedule. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Mavericks on a back-to-back. They... They beat the Pacers when they were down essentially their whole team. Like they they it's fair to say that 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 the four out of six games that the Magic won, you know, they, they beat a Bulls team. That was pretty that was a pretty good win. Um the Mavericks game I thought was also a pretty good win too. Um and again, like they did good things against the Pacers. It, 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 I, I don't think the quality of the opponent should take away from the things that the Magic accomplished. They that this is a 12-win team right now. They'll take wins wherever they can get them. And, and you learn something from each win. It, it, it's it's Right now, life isn't about the Magic's opponents. It's about them. It's about how they play and what they do. So, you know, I, 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 I've, I've seen criticisms of the Magic and say, oh, what they're doing is not real. It's like, of course not. They're, they're not a team yet. Um, this isn't the final product. We shouldn't be judging them based on that. We should be judging them based on what they did the day before. Are they getting better? Are they improving? Are they taking, are they taking steps forward? Do we see the outlines of who this team can be? What we saw though in Memphis on Saturday was a team that is fully shaded, a team that is fully colored in and fully engaged in what they're doing. The Memphis Grizzlies are fun, plain and simple. Um, and, and everything springs out of John Morant and his stardom. That dude is a superstar. And you can tell by the way the Magic crowd, the sellout crowd on Sat- in Saturday's game buzzed every time he touched the ball. There's just that feeling that something special was about to happen, that something very cool was going down. And, and there's very few players in this league that generate that kind of interest. But you watch the Memphis Grizzlies during Saturday's game or at any point this season. You see a team that fully understands who they are. They're young too. The Magic and Grizzlies have around about the same average age. The difference, of course, is John Morant is a superstar. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been in the league for a few years. They, they've got experience and they've got bravado. They've got confidence. The Grizzlies 
are going to punch you in the mouth. And they do not care. Up 30, John Morant's throwing NBA Street Volume 2 passes. Um, he's dunking all over Robin Lopez. They are constantly on the attack and playing with a confidence and bravado that they have frankly earned. But a lot of it does feel like they're pumping up, they're puffing up their chests a little bit. Because in many ways, they've had to act it. They've had to act that confident to gain that confidence. This is a team that's always aggressive, that's always on the front foot. And of course, they can be. They've got a, a, an all-star starter on their team. And, and, and it'd be silly for me to sit here and say that the Magic have one of those or have a player that's clearly on that trajectory. Because at the end of the day, the reason why the Magic are going through a season like this, the reason why wins and losses don't matter is because, yes, the Magic need another high draft pick. They need to win the lottery, whether it's the first, second, or third pick. They need a guy. They need to find a guy that they can truly build around. Cole Anthony had that nice spurt at the beginning of the season, but all of us you know, said, okay, if he could keep these numbers up, that's interesting. But a lot of us still said he's probably better as a sixth man at, at this juncture. Um, he's still got a lot of room to grow and a lot of things to, to, to build and develop on. And again, who knows? he proved that he could, do, he could do that for a long enough period of time. Um, he's just got to get consistent. And obviously he's been mired in a month, month and a half long uh, cold streak right now which injuries have played a role in, and it definitely raises questions about his place in the team's future. But he's young enough, the team is young enough, that you allow him to answer these questions. You allow him to go through these failures. You allow him to have an offseason to get better. And that's fine, because John Morant needed that too. When John Morant first first played in Orlando, the Magic shut him down. Jalen Suggs has had his struggles. He's struggled with turnovers. He struggled with a lot of things, but... We've seen flashes of how good he can be getting downhill to the basket. And, and obviously that's that's a big part of his game and a big part of what the Magic are hoping to get from him. But the Magic need a star. And, and it's hard to be really good in this league without that, without a true superstar player. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic was not that. And that's ultimately why the Magic decided to move on and, and start fresh. But the Grizzlies carry themselves with an air of confidence. They know their style. They know who they are, and they play like it at all times. There's a lot of criticism of what the Magic have done this year. Um, you know, I, I'm a positive guy. I'm an optimistic guy. I'm understanding of what the team's going through this season. Uh, and I think, well, uh, and, and for me, I want to evaluate this team and, and evaluate what its future looks like once we have the completed picture. Um, I don't want to sit here and focus. I, I don't want to sit here and focus it on little bites as much to make conclusions. I want to wait till the end of the season until we have a full picture of what everything looks like, and we can say, okay, this is a clear next step. And that, you know, that's that's just my approach. I'm I'm not here to make conclusions necessarily or make like hard conclusions right now. But I, I think one criticism that I have of this team so far is that. Yes, we talk about the bell plays. We talk about all these things, but but that identity hasn't taken hold. Um, you can you know you look at Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's bad, and, and they're honestly they might be worse than the Magic, but they have an identity. They know who they are. They play the same way every night. The Magic haven't quite got there yet. I don't think the Magic don't. The Magic get discouraged really easily, and and. And while I think those moments have become less and less as the season has gone on, 
Um, they still have these three, four, five minute stretches where they just they just look a little defeated, or they or they 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 struggle to scramble to to get themselves back on their their footing. They can be a lot better. Obviously, they can be a whole lot better. And that's really the challenge the Magic have right now. Is to continue taking those steps forward, to continue to, to continue getting better uh, on that on that front. Orlando is still seeking its identity in many ways. And, and the one thing that the Grizzlies showed is. You know, yes, the Grizzlies have the right to puff their chests out, the right to play with this kind of bravado and 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 you know, not air. I don't want to say arrogance, but this confidence. The Magic haven't earned that, but in some ways they got to fake it. In some ways they've got to believe, hey, we are this good. We can do these things. We can dictate the terms of the game, and they don't play that way. You know, again, they haven't earned it. They're, they probably don't have the talent to really enforce their will on a game, but they aren't playing as well as they need to play either. They don't play with the same kind of confidence and identity that they should either. And that's something they have to develop. Again, one of my goals for this season is to see an outline of who this team can be. And, and you know, there's, there's some faint outlines for sure. But the Magic need to have a clear understanding of how they move forward and how they improve this season. We'll go through the final box score of Sunday's game against the Boston Celtics coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, obviously, we're covering both games uh, from the weekend in this podcast, but I do want to mention a few points from the Magic's box score on Sunday. Obviously, not a good game. Um, 
fourth lowest field goal percentage the Magic have had all season. It was a, a rough outing for the Magic any way you slice it. Um, Boston just does such a good job switching. They have the top defense in the league over the last 15 games. They're, I think, number four in the league overall. The Magic really struggle with good defenses because their offense is terrible. And so when you play a team like Boston, you're, you're going to struggle to score anyway. This is a bad offensive team anyway. Um, when you add mistakes to that, whether it's turnovers, whether it's offensive rebounds, you're only making the problem worse. I mean, Boston had 99 field goal attempts. Orlando had 81. That's that's a huge difference. 16 offensive rebounds for the Celtics. The second straight game that, the, that an opponent had 16 offensive rebounds. Magic usually very good defending the paint. Um, giving up 58 points in the paint. Um, just to me, again, the disappointing part of this weekend is that the Magic did not do the things that they're actually good at. They are a good defensive team. Um, that is something they hang their hat on. They're, they are very good at locking down the paint. That is a huge emphasis for them. They're usually pretty, they're not a great rebounding team, but they're usually pretty good. Um, you know, most of their problems come with turnovers, but 16 points off 19 turnovers isn't terrible. But these mistakes just pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. I do want to point out Jalen Suggs' game. It was a good mix of, of what's good about him and what's been bad about him this season. 17 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 7 for 7 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 turnovers. Um, Suggs was, is is proving very, very quickly that he is very good at getting into the paint and into and toward the rim. It's been that way all year. He has been great at getting baskets around the rim and, and, fin and, and kind of setting himself up to finish around the rim where he struggled is the finishing aspect. And sometimes it's him looking for a foul that isn't getting there. He is getting the line a whole lot more lately. Um, sometimes it's him getting stuck in too deep and unable to get himself out of that trap. Um, in this game, there are a lot of lazy kickout passes. There's a lot of lazy entry passes to initiate offense. Just a lot of just unnecess unnecessary flair that he did not need. And there's, a, I think, a lot of frustration involved in the way that this team was playing. And, and you could just tell, uh, again, to that point about confidence that I made earlier, you could just tell the Magic were constantly on their back foot. They're constantly kind of reacting to what Boston was doing instead of attacking it. Um, with switching defenses, you cannot you cannot allow the switch to dictate your tempo. And, and that's been the biggest problem for the Magic all year. The Magic talk about playing with pace. They talk about playing with a certain energy. Um, but at the same time, what ends up happening is they, uh, you know, they, they talk about playing with a certain energy, but what ends up happening is when you get a switch, they have to stop, reset the offense, or or, or they can't attack the switch. Um, some some of that schematic, Jamal Mosley has to be a little bit better, saying, "Hey, when teams are switching, do this." The way you beat switches is with slips. You get Wendell Carter to slip a screen. You get you know you get Mo Bamba to slip a screen. You set up you know two three pick and rolls where Franz Wagner is slipping slipping a screen instead instead of a bit. Um, Wendell and Mo are good enough that they can spread the floor, and you know they do a good job with Robert Williams kind of kind of roaming around the paint and 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 protect the protect the rim. But um, overall, again, Orlando just just not able to Orlando just not able to attack these switches. It's been a problem all year long. The only time the Magic have had any success against switching defenses uh, was against the Pistons in the win a, a few weeks ago. Um, other than that, every time a team goes to a pure switching defense, and, and Boston probably does it better than almost any team I've seen. Miami does it really well too. Um, anytime they go into a switching defense, the offense just goes into a complete shell. The Magic, again, the fourth worst field goal percentage of the season at 35.8%. Orlando would say that they missed a lot of open shots. That's not really what I saw. They might have been open, but they weren't rhythm shots. The Magic were kind of rushing and, and, and frustrating. You could feel it. Five for 26 from beyond the arc for the game. 
20 for 21 from the foul line. It's about the only good thing the Magic did offensively was get to the foul line a, a decent amount. Uh, Orlando's free throws are coming up, but I want to point this out too. Orlando had only seven rebounds come from their bench. Um, their bench got crushed, period, full stop, you know, just period. Seven re- total rebounds off the bench. One from Gary Harris, three from Chumo Kiki, three from Mo Wagner. Mo Bamba had 10, Wendell Carter had eight, Franz Wagner had seven, Jalen Sykes had six. Those are your rebounds. Orlando gets out rebound 55 to 40, 16 to eight on the offensive glass, and they give up a ton of offensive rebounds. Um, Like I said, just not a lot of positives coming out of this game. Just a very... Very, very bad performance, and I think, honestly, you just got to leave it at that and hope that the Magic can continue to build and grow uh, off of this and keep tr- keep trying to find that progress once again. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Switch your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast and able listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD, and, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit more about the trade deadline. Get set, get set, get you set with the pieces that that I believe are really on the table for the trade deadline. What the Magic might expect to get for them coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, make your second listen. Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Magic. Until then, for Orlando Magic, to Lane Locked on Magic, this is Bill Boston. Welcome for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.